Hello, my name is Jeff Hall, and in this podcast, we're going to explore what it's like, what it takes to become and stay dangerous. I'm going to blend science and spirituality on a quest of becoming the best version of yourself, following in your own footsteps, becoming who you really want to be. While I become who I want to be, it's going to be a fun ride. So mount up and come go with me. All right, in the last episode of the podcast, I gave a discount for some coaching and breakthrough session that I had offered. And the discount takes you back to pricing back in 2019 before the uh, current administration got in and jacked up oil prices and killed chickens and, and uh, you know, no, and, and I don't want to make it political because it's not, but, uh, you know, I also think that there is, uh, you know, every conspiracy theory that I've had, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's, it's come true, right? Like, uh, you know, now we're finding classified documents everywhere and all this stuff. And I don't care about any of that. I, I really don't, um, you know, the bottom line is we're in trouble and we need dangerous men. We need leadership. We need masculine, strong masculine men. And to that end, I, I gave a discount. And I'm going to give it again here just because I'm squirrely today. <laughs> so peacock feather isn't a discount phrase. If uh, you missed the last one or you don't tune into my other social media on target, Jeff at protonmail.com is, is my email, 303-746-2657 is my phone number. Text me. Don't, don't call. Um, you probably won't get me to answer. But text me and, and send me something, and, and I do read the text. And then uh, you can find me at Warrior Coach Jeff on Instagram, and it's just Jeff Hall. On Facebook, I'm a, a really handsome, bald dude in a tuxedo is my picture. So you'll find me. Ask to be my friend. Tell me, you know, if you ask to be my friend, I don't know who the heck you are. Uh, we don't have any friends in common. And just, just tell me where you, you know, you listen to the podcast or whatever. And I'll friend you. Anyway, I, I, I mentioned in my last podcast that I had a couple interesting things happen to me earlier in the week. And I, I just wanted to go into that. And I've already had a couple of people, um, I, not really a couple, I mean, a couple of people kind of question, like, you don't wipe the, the, the machines down after using the machine at the gym, you know, aren't you sweaty? And what, well, obviously if I'm sweaty and nasty, like I, I wipe that down, but um, I, I don't use a whole bunch of chemicals. I, I carry a towel with me through the gym and, uh, you know, I don't leave a mess for anybody else either that, that, that they have to clean up. And I've got, uh, you know, I've got nothing catching, and in fact, nobody does. <laughs> if, you know, once again, one of those conspiracy theories that uh, I truly believe in is the fact that germ theory is just a theory, and, and you know, do your own research on that, and I'm not going to take you too far down that crazy, but, you know, being dangerous is all about thinking for yourself, and, you know, I, I don't have the answer. I don't know whether terrain theory or germ theory or a 
mix of the two or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, uh, I don't believe the crap that's being put out. And if you do the research, you're going to find out that you're going to start to question those things as well. And so, yeah, I'm not real concerned about it. And, and, but the real big thing at the gym, and like I said, I'm going to address it because a couple of people just said, Oh, you're, you're, you're discourteous. And I'm not discourteous at all. Right. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing with the shopping cart, right? Like, well, you don't take the shopping cart back to the store. But here, here's the deal. I, you know, maybe I'm old and crotchety and, and getting, maybe I've turned into that old crotchety, but I, I remember how things used to be, right? Like, I remember, in fact, if we want to go back to how things used to be, I, the gym used to be open at 20, 24 hours a day, and I could go at 2.30 in the morning, and no, I wouldn't have to worry about anybody else. But anyway, you know, it's like the shopping cart, right? Like, I, I, get, I had somebody post the other day about, oh, the shop, shopping cart. If you don't take the shopping cart. But look, here's the deal. The shopping cart is there for my service. It's, it's part of the service that I pay for to go to a grocery store. If, if I don't want to pay for that service, I can have Amazon deliver that crap to my house or whatever. Everybody delivers online now and you just pay for it. And, uh, but the fact of the matter is one of the things I pay for at the local grocery store is service. And, and I expect a level of service. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to leave the cart out in the middle of nowhere. But, but here's the deal. It used to be that high school young men and women would would earn money at the grocery store and they would learn how to work and they would learn how to show up every day and they would they would have this job and, and there was this job that these young men and women or mostly young men because typically in, in my day and age the the young ladies would be at the cash register and the young men would be out in the parking lot and there's lots of reasons for that like the safety and and, and all kinds of stuff. You don't want a young lady out in the, in the middle of the parking lot at night grabbing carts, right? Like that just doesn't make sense. So um, most of the time it was young men that would earn money grabbing the carts. And, and you know, that doesn't mean that, that I expect people to be assholes and, and you know, whatever. And, and if you provide me a certain level, I, you know, I always take it back to the cart corral or whatever. Uh, and, and not always, right? Like, what if it's raining? What if I'm in a big, big hurry? What if it's the, the car corral is... The bottom line is this. You know, we want to make these blanket assumptions and assertions on people. If they don't do things the way that I want them done, they're an asshole. They're discourteous. They're whatever. And, and you know, here's the deal. I don't leave a gym machine, like, all sweaty and nasty. I just don't. Right. Like that would be discourteous. And at the same time, it's discourteous to me, in my opinion, for you to wipe it down and put chemicals all over this thing that I'm just getting ready to, you know, for example, if I'm doing a preacher curl, I'm, I'm rubbing my arms, my bare arms into the vinyl that you just sprayed. Who knows what? Who knows what's in these chemicals? Right. Like I can already hear the, the class action lawsuit lawyers on TV in the future, you know. If during the pandemic you were at the gym every day and, and you were affected by these chemicals, call now. These chemicals are causing problems, blah, blah, blah. Right? Like you can hear the lawyers. It's, 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 they're just lining up. And, and the fact of the matter is I'm not being discourteous. I, I expect people, I expect me to look out for me. If I want the machine washed down, I wash it down. I don't put my expectations 
on other people. Right? And that and that's what it's about. It's it's about putting my expectations on other people. If you don't do it my way, you're wrong. Who gives you the right to do that? You know, I'm responsible for me. And given that, I expect other be people to be responsible for themselves. So that's it. I'm done. I'm done with that. You know, it, it's one thing if, if you want to do it and just be helpful and courteous. It's another if somebody tells you that you have to, right? That's where that's where force comes in, and that's where everything goes to shit. I'm going to force you to do it my way, right? I'm going to force you to conform to my way of thinking. Bullshit. <laughs> Enough said on that. Okay, so I, I just want to tell you, I had this really unique experience, and this was kind of fun for me, ultimately. Um. Four o'clock in the morning. I don't. I don't know exactly what time it was. It was four something. Four o'clock in the morning. I live in a tenement building, and I got a nice building. It's. It's. I got this nice apartment. They completely redid it, and it's got this. It's got this hella, <laughs> hella wicked, uh, fire alarm system. And at four o'clock in the morning, it goes off. Now there's six apartments. I'm on the ground floor. I'm not real worried. I don't smell smoke, but it's annoying and it's loud. And it's waking me up, and I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I was sleeping really well. Of course, right? Like, it wouldn't have happened if I was already up. And so I was sleeping really well, and uh, it, this thing goes off, and it keeps going off. And, and I'm like, oh, you know, it'll shut off. You know, somebody's – and I didn't even really realize what time it was, but I figured somebody's break, making breakfast. They burnt the toast, whatever, right? They're getting ready to go to work, and, and it's they're going to – wave the towel in front of the thing and it's going to go off and it continues to go off and it continues to go off and it continues to go off. And so I, I wake up, I, I figure out, you know, it's cold outside. I'll throw a pair of pants on just in case. And I start looking around and I'm like, what is it that I want to grab? Let's say the building's actually on fire. Right? Okay. Cause I don't know now, like it's gone on for a few minutes and I can hear people moving around. I can hear, right? Like I, I figure, I figure if it's really bad, right? Like if, if there's a flame somewhere, somebody's going to be yelling and, and I don't hear that, but yet it's still kind of disconcerting, right? It could be an empty apartment. Uh, you know, somebody could have already left, left the oven on, whatever. And um, so, you know, I start looking around. I'm like, what is it that I need to grab? Like, let, let's say there's a fire. And, you know, in that moment, I stopped myself and I said, wow. You know, here's a great opportunity and, and just kind of delve into this and, and think about this for a few minutes. And what is it that's important in your life that you can't live without? And, you know, I'm a single guy. I'm uh, actually at, at this point I was I had. I was I was sleeping on the couch. I have a, a beautiful, wonderful bed and uh, I typically don't sleep as well there as I do on the couch. It's, it's a thing. And I'm in my living room and I'm looking around and I've got, you know, my TV, I've got my computer was right there. And I'm like, Oh, you know, definitely the computer. I had been looking through some stuff and I, I was trying to find some photographs earlier. And, you know, I determined that definitely those pictures, you know, 
and, and maybe I need to buy a flash drive and put all those on the flash drive, and that would be really easy to grab. And I've got insurance, and of course, there's some firearms stuff, but I, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, you know, what what is it that matters to me on a daily basis that I see? And and so there were some pictures on the fridge, and, and I, I I packed them up, um, you know. And I was kind of surprised by the things I grabbed, right? Like, um, one of the things that I grabbed was I had this just little card on my dresser that I, I, I like to look at. And it's just got my name on it. It just says Jeffrey. And inside it is my mantra. And, and it was developed and given to me by somebody very special to me that, that, that matters. And it's, it's my mantra. It's, you know, it's done. Uh, and I, and I, I use it frequently when I meditate and I meditate every day. So, and I could have gotten another card probably, right? Like I could have replaced that, but that one mattered to me. Um, I had, a, I had a Christmas card, uh, you know, from the same person. Uh, and I had another card that, that I, I read frequently. Um, I, I grabbed a pair of sunglasses that, that mattered to me. They were given to me as a gift. And, and you know, I start to look, and, and I throw this stuff in a, in a bag, and I, I start to look about the things I've got. And, and I, I haven't even bothered to look at a firearm yet, right? Like, and I love firearms. Um, and, you know, I certainly want to see, wouldn't want to see them go up in a fire. I haven't grabbed the first stitch of clothes. You know, I've got a pair of pants on. I can, all that's replaceable. And it really, really, really got me thinking on a, on a much deeper level. What are the things in your life that are irreplaceable? Right? Like, what are the things that you just can't replace? And, and for me, it's, it's memories and it's memories of, 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 so that makes sense to grab the computer, right? Because those photos and, and it's just a, a capture in time and, and it's a, a picture is just a, a reminder of what I was feeling at that point in time, right? Like, so obviously photos, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm writing some and so I made sure that, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a scarlet covered journal that I, I made sure that I grabbed. Um, I've been writing in it and, and, a couple other journals that I've been writing in. And, and then I've, I'm, I've got some notes and handwritten notes that I'm writing a book. And, and, and so I, I grabbed all that and that's, you know, and, and even those are replaceable to an extent, right? Like I, I they came from my head um, in my mind, I guess I could replace them. But throughout the day, it just, I kept thinking and it, it, it put me in, in a, a bit of a melancholy mood and, and, just the thought process. What's important? What things are important? And, and I came to I came to realize, you know, at the end of the day, and, and I had I had just done some some release work and and on me and and you know, so I was kind of in a good place, and, and I'd kind of been thinking anyway about you know I may be moving away, I may not be living in Rhode Island anymore, and and so I had just kind of been thinking along those lines anyway what's important to me what's important to me in in this building in this structure right like 
how important are things to me? And I was surprised at how little things mattered to me. Um, you know, I truly believe that that we create energy and money is energy and I can replace anything that, you know, um, there were some crystals that I wanted to grab, but I knew they, I wasn't really worried about them because they, I knew they would survive the fire anyway, right? Like, uh, you know, you sort through, but, you know, I, I had some Moldavite that, that mattered to me and, and some, you know, some Labradorite and, and some things and, and you know, I, I, I wanted to grab some books and, you know, I did. And at the end of the day, when I, when I kind of meditated in the evening, I, I just thought about how little, how little those things really matter, how little things matter in my life. And, um, the very next day, that's why I, I created, I created a Facebook group and, and I haven't marketed that yet. And I'm kind of honing it out. And it's not about things at all. It's about the people that are in your life and, and maybe your memories of those people or the possibility of those people. I don't know. And uh, I just, I found it a very useful, very eye-opening type of, uh, what's the word, task, whatever. Uh, I found it a very eye-opening task to, to just kind of go through my house and go, hmm, I can live without that. Or like I got tools. Tools are very, very expensive. But like I got snap-on tools. Um, you know, you got to mortgage your first kid to buy that stuff nowadays and it wasn't the expensive stuff that mattered to me it was the stuff that held those memories it was the stuff that held the energy from those that meant something to me obviously you know, I had pictures of my daughters and and, and um, I certainly grabbed those but most of those are on the computer as well um and when I was ready to, to go, I, I had a couple of bags. Like I put a backpack by the door and, and um, I literally had a couple of bags. And, and, you know, 30 minutes into it, the fire department finally comes up, clears the building. And, and I, I, I didn't even go outside. I, I did go outside, but not for very long. And I'm like, this is this is ludicrous. I don't smell any smoke. I don't, there's nothing. Um, and so if you want to, I found it very helpful for me, and, and you may want to as well. You know, <laughs> I'm not suggesting that you have someone wake you up at three o'clock in the morning so that you can figure this out. But, you know, it, maybe just kind of figure out what is it. You know, I, I, I've said before in a podcast, it's it's not about what you're willing to live for. Or what are you willing to die for? You know, what, what would I rush back into a burning building for? But I actually, I don't think I'd rush back into a burning building for anything at all no no thing even the even the things that i loved in my computer I, I no but there are certain things that matter to you and and 
you know, part of being dangerous is be able to let those things go. And I haven't always been able to do that very well. I've got a storage locker in, in Indiana full of crap that I need to spend some time and, and get rid of and, and get rid of those things. They don't, they don't matter. They, they give me a little bit of security. Right? Like I've got a, I'm a little bit of a prepper. So I've got food, water, you know, that kind of stuff that, it makes me feel comfortable that, that I've got a place to go in, in case things go very badly. And, and so I'll always have certain things that you want to get. I like things. There's no question. But what things are important? And I would I would highly encourage you to, to just look around. Go home today, whatever. Look around and go, what things? You know, there's, there's a fire coming. I've got three minutes. What things am I going to grab? And it was kind of eye-opening for me, and, and maybe it will be for you as well. I, I hope that this puts you on your journey a little bit more and allows you to become dangerous because I, I think that the truly dangerous person is, is one that can can let all that stuff go, all those things go. And for me, it, it seems to be easier than most, right? Like I'm, I'm already just going, hey, I've been here a year and a half in, in Rhode Island, and I'm ready to walk away. I'm, I'm ready to to just let all the things go. I, I, I could literally probably get in my Jeep and, and have a couple of uh, foot lockers full of stuff and, and drive away. And, um, you know, I've already talked to somebody about just hauling stuff to the dump or selling it or whatever, or giving it away or charity. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me. They're things. Um, and that was very interesting to me. So that's just my take on this week. Hopefully it's not four o'clock in the morning when you start to do it. And then, you know, once again, maybe that's, maybe that would be valuable. I, they, they say the veil is thin in the morning, you know, between, between, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the waking world and, and the world of possibility, I guess is, is the way that I would put it. And so, Maybe have, have your loved one wake you up at three o'clock in the morning and say, all right, what are you going to take? Um, that might be a, a bit more interesting than, than what you're bargaining for. So be careful. But the better way to do it is just take a look around. What matters to you? And when you figure that out, you're going to be just a little bit closer to staying and becoming. Absolutely dangerous.